0: Welcome back to another episode of the Crypto 101 Podcast. It is I, Pizza Mind, here, and I am joined today by Patrick Shabutul, the head of BizDev over at Gelato Finance. Patrick, welcome.
1: How are you doing today? Hey, everybody. Great to be on here. I'm doing quite well. What about you?
0: Uh, I'm doing okay. I've got uh, a little bit of a cold left over from ETH Denver, but if that's the worst, uh, no complaints. But um, seeing the, the name Gelato really makes me happy, makes me feel good. I suppose in the way uh, people feel when they see my name, Pizza, pop up on their screen, as I've been told from time to time. How did you come up with the name Gelato?
1: Yeah, basically, so Gelato did start with like the idea of automation like, right at the center. However, back then in, in 2019, there wasn't really a lot of projects out there that did go into that sort of food direction, with the likes of like PancakeSwap not being created yet, SushiSwap not being um, created yet. And so that's why the, the founders, Louis and Hilmer, basically thought about like cool ways of actually branding something in crypto that everybody likes. Because back then it was all about like DeFi and like very complicated names. So nobody could really relate to that. So they did think about something that everybody likes, right? And that they they were living right around the corner from like an ice cream store in Berlin. And when they did went to, to to get some ice cream there, they basically thought about Gelato and they just went with it.
0: It's a great name. And it certainly is something that everyone likes. And what sparked the idea of creating a decentralized backend for Web3? You know, here at Crypto 101, we're trying to figure out Just what is Web3? And we're trying to paint a grand vision.
1: So what does the back end really look like? Yeah, so basically, there's like, especially for, for new projects getting started out, and especially for new joiners in the crypto space, I think what is really important to know is that a lot of crypto projects actually still rely on centralized infrastructure. We're talking about AWS, Google, and so on. And I think as part of the journey to decentralization for a lot of projects, they are actually searching for backend services. We're talking about automation, transaction relaying, indexing, and so on. And to be able to actually do this in a decentralized fashion there's a lot of stuff need to be built like you need to create a system that scales a system that handles like tens of thousands and preferably like millions of users so what we set as a mission is to basically create those backend services out of the box so other crypto projects don't have to and they can just come to gelato to get their infrastructure that's great so how um
0: Let's talk about some of those services. Are they smart contracts? Is it decentralized cloud compute
1: or storage? All of the above. What does that look like? Yeah. So basically, Chilado started out with automation, and there we're also right now the the biggest automation protocol out there. Which for for all sorts of things, you can think about anything that you want don't want to do manually as like a developer in Web three you you should automate and how does this look like as like with with examples we got yield farming protocols who don't want to manually harvest their their yields they want to basically auto compound that let's say on a daily basis and it gets as easy as like just going to gelato setting up a task which is like done in a minute and you're good to go basically and in terms of like the other services, it's like very much focused on you as a developer, not needing to develop it all by yourself, especially in that sort of bear market. You don't want to start from scratch. You want to use something out of the box, preferably already decentralized. And we at Gelato are really much focusing on creating that sort of service. So you as a developer can just go there get get automation, get set up in terms of relaying and other services as well. That's awesome. I love how easy and it's getting getting easier and easier to
0: build in this space. And soon you won't even need to be a developer at all. You can just use ChatGPT and all the Legos that people have brought before you. That should uh, be the goal. Yeah. And the world of creativity is just going to get so much easier. I love it. So what are some of the use cases that people can spin up on Gelato right now?
1: Yeah, so I mentioned already the yield farming example, for example, just creating simple auto compounding for vaults. But there are also like multiple other use cases out there, right? You can think about anything that goes into like limit order systems or or trading in general now on Uni V 3 you've got range orders and you constantly need to change them based on the ranges. All of that can be automated, as well as like just changing the, the infrastructure and, and the user experience that users can actually experience is like, it's a, it's a change that you can do with Shellado when you think about your actual user interaction. And what I mean by that is you can create something like gasless transactions or onboarding without the user even owning any wallet before that. So we're really talking about onboarding Web2 users to Web3 by just as easy as signing in with your Instagram account. And like as a next step, we also, and I think we will touch on that later. uh, We'll also want to onboard those web two users and educate them in web three without them needing to write down actual seed phrases. That's amazing. And it seems like, um,
0: like that's been the way forward and there's been a few companies that are working on it. And, um, you know, we've, there's one company called Medikeep that's doing something similar. And then Coinbase just came out with uh, their new offering as wallet as a service.
1: And that's something that uh, you guys have something to do with, isn't it? We are not like directly involved in what um, Coinbase is offering with the wallet as a service. However, we are working quite closely together with the guys at Coinbase to just align and like chat about the, the next wave of user onboarding, especially on base and how this can be established. And I think just thinking about or looking back onto how you first experienced blockchain, it's like most of the time it has been like very clunky. You go to like a page, you don't have a wallet, you don't know how to get a wallet really. You end up installing MetaMask, need to write down your seed phrases, you don't really know what happens if you lose those few words, um, and you're really unsure at the start. And what we really want to establish with like this new offensive offensive in terms of UX is really enabling anybody to to interact with with DApps as it would be like a normal web two website. So it should be very easy, very natural to like interact with it. And at some point, when you feel comfortable enough you should then be onboarded onto like your own wallet, your self-custody solution. But in the meantime, you can have those sort of safety rails while you're playing around. I love it.
0: And that solves such a huge problem. I remember when EOS first came out and that was the biggest money raise ever, over $4 billion went into EOS. And this was gonna be the fastest, best blockchain that ever existed. And when it finally launched, I was so excited, I went to try and figure out how to get a wallet, and I couldn't. After 40 minutes of trying to research, as someone who's highly technical, lots of experience, I couldn't figure it out. And I said, this is the worst thing ever, and it's going to fail. And sure enough, EOS has been the biggest disappointment probably in the history of blockchain And still continues to be an awful way to try and get a wallet. They haven't figured it out after another four years. But by enabling a Web2 experience, email password, and not having to worry about anything else, people don't even have to know they're using Web3 now. So that's definitely the way to go. And it's amazing to see that companies are finally figuring this out. Tell us a little bit about the hackathon that you're hosting. What's the purpose of that? And what are some of the bounties that are out
1: yeah, um, so right now we, we have a hackathon together like in the whole of March we're together we which is focused on account abstraction which is like a hot topic in, in crypto right now and we, we're hosting that together with SAFE and some other really good partners of ours like CalSwap, like Web3Off, like Coinbase and so on to basically... Have some bounties on different solutions that we currently created. The onboarding is like one of them. So basically any developer can, can check out the documentation, the blog post around that. I think that the first price is, um, five or seven K USD for, for up for grabs. And basically what we want to do with that is just like enabling developers to build on top of Gelato safe. Um, coinbase and like other protocols like web3 off and what this means is i think taking it a step back we like in, in the ethereum space account abstraction was always like a pretty big topic because it will basically enable a lot of new interactions since transactions don't solely need to be initiated by users but rather can way easier be handled via smart contract wallets and with those smart contract wallets basically you can create this sort of web 2 user experience that I mentioned before which of course makes the onboarding way easier and what what this means is or what we want to wanted to to also establish with this hackathon is just letting hackers create, really good products or solutions or at least a first version for them that can change the sort of onboarding that is normally done within depths because right now you still if you want to use like a DeFi project you you will need to have like your EOA. you need to have your metamask to like sign in to to have some crypto on there you need to unramp it or find some centralized exchange to get your get some crypto onto your wallet and with this hackathon we also we basically want to incentivize protocols to change that and or hackers to change that to make this user onboarding like smoother. We we also have Stripe in there, therefore like the on ramp. So it also makes easier makes it easier to interact with the blockchain and shouldn't be so scary with like compared to like EOAs and the normal onboarding that we have right now so that users feel comfortable first of all when interacting with your dApp and second of all when using the actual dApp they should be like onboarded as it would be like just uh, another Facebook or another Instagram where they basically just sign up can do some stuff have fun but don't really need to care about their key management and how that works Hey
2: guys, TiVo here to tell you about the UFi Video Lock. A smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all in one. That's right, three in one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. What I love about this product, is it is it's a truly all-in-one with the three-in-one. You don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Ufy Video Lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Ufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Ufy Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door.
3: Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app.
0: What can we do in this space to improve security for all the banks that are failing right now at the time of uh, this recording? Here in the middle of March, uh, everyone's championing crypto, championing crypto and DeFi as the next big thing. And in the middle of all this, Euler Finance gets hacked for two hundred million. They've got like six audits done. They're some of the smartest people in the space. They simply introduced one new function that enabled someone to do a flash loan attack and drain nine figures from them. And it's so disheartening to see this happen, especially after how many billions were stolen last year. Uh, You know, wormhole was like 600 million all because of literally one character that had become, you know, vulnerable in a new version of the code. How are people even supposed to keep up with this stuff? I mean, at what point in the space are we just going to start encrypting smart contracts so they can't be copied and exploited what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah i think security is just such a underrated topic in general so so i'm super glad you asked that because we're talking about ux we're talking about a bunch of different stuff in within crypto but security doesn't really get uh, the spotlight too often just when those sort of big hacks happen however I think there's also like a lot of work still need, needs to be done there to make it like just safer to build a protocol within the space, and I just think like looking onto banks right now and what happens in Web two, and TradFi just goes to show that there's like there are big problems when there's intransparency and there's not like. you you don't really see what's going on behind closed curtains. And I, as a user of a bank, can't really see when they will face a liquidity crunch, how they will react and so on. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the transparency that blockchains provide. However, when looking onto those sort of smart contracts exploits, I just think it's very important on how projects actually handle their upgrades I think one prime example for that is like the, I think it was called reverse hack that, that Oasis allegedly did to, to get some funds back from the wormhole hack. And there they used it in the re- reverse way, right? They, they used the uh, upgradable smart contract to get those funds back. And I think as long as this is the case that you still have this sort of wild west it's it's not safe so what i would really like to see or at least that's my stance is to actually have some regulation when it comes to that some clear regulation that people can actually follow and also companies can follow at the end of the day but that that way you can also have certain guarantees as a user what i mean by that is if i have like 10k or like 5k in Euler. I should probably have some sort of guarantee that my money cannot be gone at some point because it we can't go into mainstream, de, like DeFi can't be mainstream if you have like no guarantee that you your funds are not getting lost or they're just gone one, one day to another. So I think there needs to be some sort of safety net for, for retail users in there. And I think regulation could provide it, but I still think, it's like way out there till like actual regulators see that but as soon as this is the case i think DeFi can actually get mainstream adoption because thinking about if you have at least some sort of safety net for retail users you can get them onto like testing out DeFi projects and making sure they have those safety lines together maybe with like a smart contract wallet to provide an extra safety net and um, making sure from a smart contract side that so those smart contracts can't be exploited I think we still need to up our game in terms of like audits and how we upgrade those smart contracts and what sort of functions we introduce right because there were multiple other hacks already where there's just one change right but nobody expected the significance of that change to to actually lead to 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 ruin so I think, there are still standards that need to be passed, like from a protocol perspective, to prevent that from happening, as well as from a user perspective. There needs to be some sort of guidelines or safety net, so you can't lose like all your funds.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, just the fact that a hundred million dollars could leave a pool all at once. Like there could be a safety mechanism built in, saying you know no more than one million can leave per minute. So at least there's a chance to. Uh, see something's going on and then solve the problem in the mempool or something. Um, yeah, man, it's, it is really disheartening to see this stuff happen. Is it just a matter of solidity being a very new language that's super vulnerable or does it not matter what language that these smart contracts
1: are written in? I think it's probably like both because Like, especially Solidity is still like a young language, and like the whole Ethereum ecosystem is not that old. So, even like senior Solidity smart contract developers, they're basically eight years into the space or nine years, which is compared to like Web2, not a lot. So, I think there will be significant improvements. Like, as we go through multiple bear cycles, people will see what sort of problems that there there will arise and what sort of exploits can actually happen just to test that, right? In Web2, it wasn't really a problem because you had like some um, bug in the code that went public, but there was no no real liquidity attached to that. Now yeah, you might playing...
0: deface a website or steal someone's social
1: exactly. account, like no big deal. Yeah, but now we're playing around with a lot of money and I think... We had the same problems when actually creating the internet, where it was, there were a lot of bugs. And as you said, you, you, the, the site went down, but no real problem. But as we're now playing around with a lot of liquidity and millions of dollars, basically, I think it's just important to be even more careful on, on what happens and what sort of changes will be introduced.
0: Would it be better if, the future of DeFi was built on something like Cardano, which is written in a really old language like Haskell, or even something like Agoric, which has a specialized hardened JavaScript. I think
1: there's definitely like there, there are benefits to do that. However, I also see the significance of like the developer community itself on Ethereum and what like in this whole layer two ecosystem now now starts to happen where you have like those branches with like something like OP stack to basically have all those L2s, like for example, base that can just be spun out. And a lot of other projects will do that as well, um, which will lead to like more and more stuff getting built on on top of Ethereum. And I think this network effect that that seems to happen right now on the network like ethereum is like very hard to replicate um and it's quite hard to actually get so many people excited about something like that that it actually happens so i think it would definitely have benefits on for example using something like haskell and i think would definitely be a consideration at at IOHK to decide to go down that route. However, I think this network effect that Ethereum created is very hard to replicate. So I think um, Solidity or like for new developers starting out or new people starting to join the space, Solidity is still the way to go. It seems to be the case.
0: Um, What are some other trends that you're seeing in the development community outside of Ethereum, which is still far and away the number one community? Are there any others that you're seeing starting to gain rapid traction that we should pay attention to?
1: Yeah, um, I think there's, except for Ethereum, there's SUI, where I think there's some interesting developments happening there because they have a very different approach to other other competitors, for example, like Aptos or or now Solana, um, because they will probably already onboard as they launch a lot of new projects and that that haven't been like Web three native before that. Which I think, like from a business development perspective, is like a good way because I as a user, if I test the network and there's Not a lot to do. I don't really spend time on that. I maybe do like a few transfers, but it's not really interesting for me to stay on there if there's nothing to do. And I think from my perspective, Sui could be a good candidate for a sort of different ecosystem like Solana was early on. Of course, they also have and had their problems, but I think they have a good chance of getting a lot of users onboarded onto Web3.
0: What makes Sui so different and attractive to users?
1: I think just how they started to create their community. I think they haven't tried to be too aggressive on how they actually create their community. Because if you think about, or at least that's my experience, when talking to a lot of the developers that are now developing on Aptos, they're actually started out on solana but then decided to switch to aptos because there it was like new and from some of them they, they said it was also better um and i think sui didn't really do that and they are also like building their developer community quite active i don't know if you've seen but also in denver they had like a separate hacker house where they had some, some hackers building on top of Sui. And I think this just adds up at some point um, as you're building up the chain and building up the projects that build on top of that. So that as soon as they launch their mainnet, they will actually have some cool projects that you as a user can actually play around with.
3: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
0: Interesting. Well, we'll have to keep our eyes out for SUI. And this is another project that is built on a new language called Move, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, they're also built on Move. Well, it's going to be quite an adventure for the SUI team. Hopefully they can build something with lots of quality as well as quantity. And Patrick, before we let you go, give us some words of wisdom for anyone just entering the space right now as they're losing their trust in banks and they want crypto to be the answer. Give us some words of wisdom and some words of warning.
1: Yeah, so I think words of wisdom are definitely like um, diversify yourself. So be really not too reliant on like any bank or any project if you're already in Web3 or any chain, but rather stay stay safe and use use solutions that really work. What I mean by that is, Look onto the space, on, onto protocols, projects, solutions that have already been out there since since the start, basically, for three, four years now and haven't had like any exploit. This doesn't give you like 100% safety, but at least you're decreasing any sort of risk that you have within the ecosystem. Because, as you can see, like, there are so many smart people at Euler and they build such an amazing product and still it can be exploited by just such a small problem, uh, which, which led to that. And I think in terms of the sort of um, risk that you should be willing to take, I think everybody for themselves should decide on what they want to do with what they feel comfortable. Of course, if you're like comfortable aping into to Doge and you feel safe doing that, it's like everybody can decide of what what feels right to them. However, I think as the the, the space develops, especially in a bear market, you can really see what are the sort of solutions, project protocols that you can trust that also continue to build in a bear market and are also very transparent in what they're building. I always recommend check out their DAOs, try to participate, do votes on snapshot be active in a community because that's how you as like a user can actually drive certain decisions um, within a project and maybe help them even. And in case you're actually looking for a job in Web3, that's also the best way to, to, to get a job in Web3, uh, to be active onto those, on those communities. And when participating in the governance of a, of a project, you will also learn a lot. So those are my sort of wisdoms and those, that's great
0: advice and that's how I got started in crypto just in the community and working my way up eventually got a real job and been off to the races ever since Patrick thank you so much for spending the last half hour with us where can the good citizens of Crypt Nation follow you
1: for more advice yeah you can find me on twitter under at the Patrick, or you can also drop me a message on the Shilado discord if you want to discuss something And you will find me there, Justice Patrick on the Shilado Discord server on the Legendary member.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. And we'll be back a little bit later this week with another awesome guest here on the Crypto 101 podcast.